This episode has been sponsored by MapHook. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Dan. I'm Opie. And I'm Tinzian. And today we have Daniel and Eric joining the official cast for Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, August 19th, and this is episode 16 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Great Area Podcast and featuring members of the Geek Bits Podcast. Last week we had an unexpected surprise as Matt's character found himself trapped between two jello cubes and expired. We also discovered that one of the main characters who had killed his clan was there, and Tinzian's going to give us a little bit more information about that subject. Dungeon Master, you are a go. The party standing around the flaming remains of two gelatinous cubes with the body of Kirk somewhere within uh, the mass notes that the gelatinous cubes have not um, fully died but seem at least contained for the moment by the lip of the trap which uh, Bosk triggered in the last episode and then fell over. Way to go Bosk. (laughs) I had to go to sleep. (laughs) Unexpectedly. It appears the uh the lip will contain the gelatinous cube for the time being. Looking over at the wall where Daros had dispatched the shadowy foe uh, that appears to have been the one that plagued Kirk's clan and was the source of his uh, life engines quest, there's been no change in the black sooty substance uh, upon the wall. On the floor, by said wall, is the clan pin for Kirk's family. Having just witnessed one of your members expiring, I will go about the table and get reactions and next directions from each member. Daros? Yay! Stop! <laughs> Uh, first of all, he's very excited to see Kirk gone. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lies. Darius, uh, 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 of course, you know, sat down and meditated with Kirk as he was going on his way out and sits there, you know, pondering Kirk being gone and decides to get up and go over to the pendant and takes up the pendant because he knows that his mother was from that area. He doesn't know if it was the same clan. And uh, he pins it on himself and puts it under his cloak. So he has it with him. And that's it. And he kind of keeps his head down and keeps quiet. Because really nothing really to talk about right now. We're all kind of depressed. Okay. <laughs> Bosk? Um, Bosk is quite a bit emotional about this. Um, he didn't know Kirk as well as he would have liked to have known him. But any cog- colleague that's going to fight evil or kind of join together in some of the at least forces that 
that may have have wiped out his own parents or or any in any trace of evil in that area is is a colleague of Bosk's and you know anytime someone dies in battle it's something that that his nature to to mourn it um he also has a growing rage inside of him where he's not actually he's not actually going to you know surface this rage at the moment as where he's not going to put his hand through the wall or anything like that but it's just remember that there's something just just he's going to seek revenge let's say that that much to uh to whatever might be at the top of this uh this this killing of his friend his colleague okay uh bosk in that case i'm going to as a dm i'm going to award you a one use uh minor berserking ability uh sometime within either this encounter or if we're able to get another play session going tonight um you can declare for an encounter a plus two to hit and plus two to uh damage on your own weapon attacks against a particularly uh, vile foe that pisses you off just enough to get you over that edge. Cool. Thank you. Um, and I'll kind of count that as being as part of your accumulated experience, you know, some of your trainings clicking here and there, but okay. sometimes a good old beat down is just, you know. It's good for the soul. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Xanatari, as the resident battle cleric, uh, the table turns to you. Xanatari feels a sense of despair because she's used to the Kalashtar where they kind of share sort of a collective consciousness and everything that Kirk was is gone and, and nobody else gets to experience that. And she's not used to the, the finality of that individual kind of being cut off in that way. And just feels like it's a it's such a waste because it's just a matter of timing. If we had another fifteen minutes, you know, any turn of the dice, literally, you know, he would have survived. And so she she's sad for his loss and mourns him, but just feels like it was futile and is very frustrated with with that. Okay. Uh, one more thing, Darius. No, seeing everybody in their you know state right now would say to everybody, you know, Kirk would want us to keep moving, find out what this evil is, and destroy it for him. I know we're all down, but we have to continue through this. Okay. Um, for the semi-training wheel sort of section here, uh, does anyone say a prayer or litany for the dead? And two, does anyone wish to make a perception roll? Uh, I guess I would... I said a little prayer while I was in my meditating, you know, thing for him, knowing that he was going to die. Okay. So that's passed. But I, I'll roll a perception for whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> see what's going see on around us. ghost is hovering here. Well, it, it's kind of like I walked up, put the pendant on, and let you guys know that, you know, we need to keep moving. So I know everybody's spirits are down right now, and I'm kind of checking down the hallway, I guess, what you could okay. say. I'm kind of keeping an eye on things still. Okay. Uh, anybody else, um, going to, uh, join in on this? Yeah, I'd like to roll a perception, and I'd also ask Duros if he could examine the pendant, and we could take a look at that and see maybe if we could get some sort of, uh, info about that. Sure. Okay. Alright, um, go ahead and, um, Daros, go ahead and roll. Already did, and it's a 15, so 16 total. Okay. 
you notice, Daros, that uh, scanning through the pile of uh, flaming gelatinous cubes, that you are unable to make out the um, outline or image of the armor that Kirk was wearing, his sword or his bow. As the party may recall, he was wearing a pair, uh, a set of magic, um, he was wearing a magic breastplate. So uh, okay. there's that notice. Okay. So is it is the breastplate gone too? Everything's gone, or just it, it's like acidized? Uh, you don't know. Okay. You just know that there's there's not a you you notice there were bones and everything in the gelatinous cube. You don't actually see um a pile of bones or can tell that you know there's a fresh set in the uh, gelatinous cube. Can I also roll perception just in case that helps by any means? Sure. 22. Okay. Um, Likewise, you didn't get, you know, you weren't exactly counting what was in the gelatinous cube to begin with, but you likewise noticed that the armor and the items that he had are not present. Um, that's not to say that with lighting and the haze and everything that you're getting from the effects, that it, uh, it's not somewhere in there, but um, there doesn't seem to be any source of life or maybe another um, option or side passage that that may have been overlooked. Okay. So, uh, as far as the um, pin... It is a somewhat standard crest template. It um, looks like a hand um, interlocking with another hand, sort of uh, the, the not a holding hands, but like you would a warrior would grasp um, the hand of another or maybe like the wrist of... Um, you know, another warrior type thing. It's kind of martial. It gives sort of the fact that, you know, the, the family has been through some sort of conflict. Um, there is a faint, almost kind of shimmery painted on application between the hands of uh, image of um, a scroll as well. The sounds of battle having died down and over the sound of the uh, um, still-burning gelatinous cubes, there's the continued sound of pickaxes and hammers and what sounds like shouting. I believe one of you, I believe Daros, you're able to speak goblinoid? Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Okay. There is shouting... Uh, very faintly, uh, something along the lines of dig faster. Mm. Um, it is in the passage that you were heading down. Um, it seems that there is at, at some distance, the acoustics are a little weird. Um, not magically weird as in the other cavern, but um, you're not going to suddenly turn the corner and be right on top of them. Now, hearing this, does it sound like a taskmaster type person yelling orders, or could this be like just the workers yelling back and forth at each other, or is there a way that I could tell that? 
Not with your current exposure to goblins. Um, it all sounds, it's a very harsh language. So it could be, you know, that they're talking about, um, you know, make, make dinner faster. They could be talking about digging, uh, you know, vegetables faster, or it could be the, (laughs) no, let's do the return to, uh, you know, let's get it done now. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. We got to get this down. Yeah. Um, but it, it's there. There is a sense of, I guess. You, I guess having somewhat studied the the um, different races in your travel so far, you would get the sense that there is an urgency, but perhaps this task has been going for quite some time. Word. All right. Well, I would let everybody know what I had heard, what was said. And uh, see if everybody's ready to continue on down the passage and head that way. Vosk, okay. mm-hmm. I have a question for you. You yes. used your used your torch on the gelatinous cubes. Yes. Are you still holding your torch, or has your torch gone uh, out, and you're going to rely on either Daros or um, relight a new torch? Um, I would. If I could um, relight a new torch, because I think I threw the torch at the gelatinous cube and it mm-hmm. set it, and it made it a like a walking Molotov cocktail. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Uh, yes. Stern up. No, for no, no, yeah. But by, for 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 the <laughs> for the for the for the, li- for the listening audience following the last podcast, I'm just going to take an aside here. Uh, there was a large discussion between uh, Couric, Bosk, uh, and and others. And I was talking about the Grimtooth Traps. If you can find one of these volumes um, at your local bookstore or at uh, online somewhere, these are a collection of insanely powerful traps that have uh, almost a life and sarcasm to it, to the sense that with this trap I designed to be sort of similar to a Grimtooth, but if I wanted to be truly Grimtooth, I would have had the two flaming gelatinous cubes Kurik and then slid a piece of chocolate, large quarter size <laughs> graham cracker, and tasty. you know had like the wall slammed together or something. But there, there would have been that sarcasm of chocolate, knowing that whoever had designed this was truly devious. But um, you know, this is this is the this is the one where at the end of the book they tell you that oh, the author has poisoned you because you picked the book up or something like that. It's it's a it's a wonderful collection for those um, who have a little bit of uh, desire to run traps. Um, getting back to the adventure, uh, Zanatari, are you where where are you going to be in terms of your lighting situation? I'm going to follow Dan if he's going to use his night vision. If Opie's going to use the torch, then I will stay like next to Dan and walk behind no, whoever's No, baby. Let me, let me hold on to you, sweetie. I'll hold you your hand. Right. You <laughs> let me, let's snuggle in a little closer. Oh, sweetie. look. She, Xanatari's <laughs> already moved on. Roll for cuddling. Roll for cuddling. <laughs> She's 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 fickle, she's fickle like thunder and fast like lightning. Hey! <laughs> All right. Um, Daros, are you going to take point, or are you going to have uh, Boss take point? Well, I know Boss is kind of the kind of our makeshift leader, so it's up to him. I'll let him make the call where he wants to be at. 
I'll take. I, I always like the point. The, the the point of of directing attention towards me. I'm carrying the torch, so you guys kind of stay back and let Daros lead you. Because if he can stay stealth, uh, it would be a good ad- combat advantage if we need it. Because I think mm. I can hold my own for the time being. Okay. Okay. Daros, I'm not going to have you roll for stealth on this one. I'll just give it to you. But uh, you know, you get you get in there. I'm super Does Daros take a penalty? Does he take a slow penalty? Like. Rogues still walk. Steph, can you or can you go over the layout of the room? Or are we just? Is there only one way to go down the hallway? Yeah, right. Right now, you are blocked by the uh, um, flaming gelatinous cubes. Uh, are they just the sitting path. there, or are they just moving slowly in that direction? Well, they 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 have moved together. Um, but they're still leaving some... a trail of acetic booze snot. <laughs> well, they 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 have sort of congealed into a what appears to be a large mass of sterno. Um, but they, if they try to move back toward down the hall after you, then you're going to wind up. Um, they're going to wind up hitting that lip of the trap that you sprung, oh, okay. kind of like a pan. So it's probably going to keep them contained. Okay, great. So that's that's why I wasn't going to try and make you guys fight a uh, um, pair of gelatinous cubes on this particular occasion. Let's hope we never have to come back through this hallway. Yeah, yeah, you know, maybe you get some few more levels, maybe sacrifice another party character. You know, we'll just we'll, we'll make boss go first. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so I believe that before uh, I went Robo, uh, Daros was going to go first, Boss was going to go second and be a giant distraction, and then Xanatari would be able to do as she uh, wanted to. Actually, that. Really? Boss wanted to be in the league. Okay. Uh, I thought that's what we just... Boss I thought Boss wanted you to hide, but I didn't know if he wanted you in front or not. Oh. Well, I was kind of going to just walk from front and draw attention okay. with the okay. torch. Okay. That's fine. So Dan's hiding, so I'm like walking next to an invisible man while Right, but I'm kind of, I'm keeping an eye on you. Okay. <laughs> Good okay. to know. Smack you on the rump. Let's go, sweetie. <laughs> Kirk's spirit lives on. Does. The passageway that you are in continues to be the same size and dimension. As you move about another 60 feet down the passage, you encounter, now if you remember in the last episode, there were the terracotta figurines with uh, pole arms. Mm-hmm. Word. You encounter another set of those, but they are facing in the direction, the pole arms are facing in the direction that you came. Okay. Hmm. Um, again, you can easily move around them, and Daros thankfully has been able to make it 60 feet without setting off a trap. <laughs> yes. Oh, shoot, I forgot all about me leading. I'm going to step on a trap. <laughs> Daros is like Shh. Would you like me to move ahead of you, sir? Uh, yeah, considering the considering the the history of this this dungeon and the traps. Can you I feel like can you... the only person with a red shirt on? This isn't good. Right. <laughs> yeah, I will move ahead of boss then. Tap him on the shoulder, like boss. Let me go first. I'll set the traps off. <laughs> okay, with your I'm face. Really, really good at this. Really good. Don't worry. <laughs> Daros, was... as go ahead. Continue. 
Oh, I was just going to say, I will search for traps as we move down the corridor. Okay. Please please roll for a, a, uh, a thievery. Okay, so we rolled an 8. Mathievery is 12. That would be 20. It is advantageous that you chose to uh, swap places or at least start to look Ooh. around the passageway because you notice that there is a tripwire um, connected to what appears to be another spring plate in the floor uh, that would appears to shove yet another sort of that uh, cup lip plate that uh, Opie went over earlier. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Daros, you're welcome, Opie. Yes. <laughs> you're welcome. But uh, that is just beyond the, whatchamacallit, uh, the terracotta figures. For the rest of the passageway, you do not encounter another trap, at least one that you either visibly see or manage to hit or not hit. There is a right-hand turn and then what appears to be a 30-foot section before the view of torch and lantern lights starts to fill the passageway as the passage turns from passage to some sort of larger space. All right. Well, I would move down checking for traps, knowing to look. And uh, can all of us see it, or am I ahead of them where I've made the turn and they're still coming? If you all are moving as a group, I'd be under the presumption that you'd all, you know, get to the end of the passageway, turn and look around. They're just sort of making sure that, you know, if if you hit something, that they're not right on top of you to take the effect as well. Gotcha. All right, guys, what do we do? We're going to move into the room? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're moving into the room. Moving into... The room, the goblinoid voices are much louder. They are within this space. You enter a natural cavern, uh, not exactly a huge one, but the if it was not for the number of torches and lanterns scattered at different areas around the, um, the cavern, even Daros would not be able to see the far walls uh, with his... Um, enhanced vision. Hmm. The most pressing concern that you are able to see aside from goblinoids is that there is what appears to be the head, massive head, of a large lizard peering at you from sort sort of the... If you go from the nose up from behind a rock like a large sort of rock face or cliff hmm. type face. Um, for the sake of explanation, your characters don't know quite what these are yet, but it's basically a dragon head staring at you from, um, you know, basically all you see is the eyes and the horns and basically the, uh, that sort of stuff mm-hmm. from okay. behind this, whatever, um, thing that brings the rest of the body out of view and the rest of the head out of view. Roll for perception, please. That's for everybody in the in, in the party. Since you all walked okay. out. Okay. Ooh, yeah! I rolled a 20 plus 1, so 21. Okay. 
I rolled a sad, pathetic seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Two plus four, six. <gasps> six. Okay. Uh, Xanatari and Bosk are able to at least determine that there is something watching them. However, Daros is able to clearly see that whatever is watching them actually isn't. In fact, it doesn't appear to have any eyes. Now, Can it smell me? What is what is what is visible to you appears to be an almost not metallic but a very matte black in color in terms of this dragon head. Okay. So we see a giant dragon head. Yep. Without eyes. Without eyes. And it's not moving. So it's an actual dragon, or do we know that yet? You don't know that yet, but you do know that whatever the gob the goblin voices are coming from behind that and down somewhere. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, well, I would let them know that the structure does not, or the dragon's head does not, or the creature's head, because I don't even know if it's a dragon. The creature's head does not uh, look like it has any eyes. And do we want to move around the dragon? Um, or inspect mm. it more? <laughs> um, Daros, um, can you see if there's any traps in this room before we decide to move? Sure, I can do that. We might trip over something and a big fireball will fly, fly out of the dragon. Yes, I would like to search traps. How far up do you wish to search for traps? Oh, God. Um, I guess all the way up to... All right, so they're on the other side of the head. We don't know if it's alive. You or you you, pre- you presume. We Again, presume you you, the, you can't okay. see them, so this could be magic because remember, boredom was doing weird magical things. Right. Um, okay, all the way up to the head, I guess is what I would do: is search all the way to there. Okay. Ooh, well, that's getting close to the head. Are you stealth? Yeah, I'm stealth. Okay. So okay. Can Zenatari? I know. Is it her turn? Can she do a magic arcane check? Or is sure. that not her turn yet? But the thing is, I mean, we're, if it we're... hasn't reacted yet to your torch, again, okay. you can't see, and that's what I'll let you guys know, so we don't know if it's real or not, but oh, okay. what we know so we're, far hasn't we're, reacted at all. We're, 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 not at, we're not at the point where we're doing a, a, a turn thing, so all this could happen, you know, right, right around the same time, so. Yeah. Okay, all right. How so, close are they to the dragon head, do you think, with your hearing, Daros? Like, is it okay for us to move around, or are they going to see us? All I know is I've heard voices. Uh, it sounds like they're coming in the direction from around the head. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they're in the same room or not, or if another another hallway or passage is over there. So Okay. But, but I rolled for... Oh, go ahead. I, I, I will give Xanatari the insight that um, she does recall that boredom... Um, did do some sort of illusionary magic involving sound. If she wishes to note that before she does her arcane check. I'm confused. I remember, remember that, that it's possible to do, and that's why... Remember, Bortim did the distracting sound, right? Is that yes. what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. So this could be a distracting sound to us, the voices and everything. Like it's ah. playing off of, so you kind of make that known, I guess, to us. If you choose to, you can, you can yeah. hold that information yeah, if you, you. Yeah. if you want, Zanatari. Um, 
Okay. I mean, Arcane's only going to determine if there's magic involved, which I can check, but it will not tell me if that's alive or if it's a statue. That's something Correct. we're going to have to figure out when we get closer. Correct. But, but I think, uh, Daros, that you're doing the right thing by getting closer stealthed, and we'll just stay back, because if it is a trap, hopefully they won't see you doing that. Okay. All right, well, I, then I would like to search for traps all the way up to the dragon's head. Okay, go ahead and uh, do your roll. 10 plus 12, 22. Fevery, okay. right? Yep. Okay, so yeah, 22. All right, the the area appears to be clean. Um, let's do, let me go to Bosk first, and I'll go back to Xanatari. Uh, Boss, do you, do you want to do a dungeoneering check or any other skill roll checks? Um, well, uh, so am I, can I see the room? Yeah, you've got a torch in your hand. You, I you've, know. Got a, you've got a torch. You, you can you can see probably say forty feet out. You can you can see the edge of the the the, the dragon's head. Uh huh. Um, kind of thing, but you know, so you've sort of got the light on the walls and bits and pieces. Sure. Listen, look, I'll uh, I'll roll the engineering just to see if this is maybe a, a military fortified or see if I can tell what it. What it would be here. Let's see here. Do it. Do it. So that's a D D twenty plus um, the engineering wisdom two. Mm-hmm. Oh, nineteen plus two. Very good. Nice. Your your insight because you you live with the dwarves for so long is giving you a very clear familiarity that this is this resembles somewhat the structure somewhat of a mine. There, there's some carving in the rock that would seem to indicate that a lot of material has been mined out of here, as if uh, this passage, the was ceiling sort of, supported, was, 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 was yeah, it was. It seems to have been like they had a passage here. It was similar to the passage you just came out of, but then for some reason they decided to widen this space into sort of a cavern. Okay, got it. But um, I'm going to let the um... I'm going to let the group know this information and remind them that to, to, to be on your guard because um, anything worth mining this deep and doing this much work may be valuable. And one thing that we learned from my dwarven brothers that were in a mine called Moria once before, you cannot dig too deep. You awaken ancient evils. <laughs> Daros recalls a movie. (laughs) I'm just saying we're all related somewhere, and these are stories that I heard. So we're going to go by a fictional sense there. So be on your guard. But this is a mine. Suddenly, Bosk is overcome by the sudden desire for second seas. Exactly, and 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 red meat of the bone and malt beer. And frying up some crispy bacon with his torch <laughs> in an improper yes. rock. And yes. strawberries with cream. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Sanitari, go ahead and roll for your arcane check. Okay. 25, counting my modifier. That dragon is awfully magical. Uh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> do I get more for a 25? It's magical. 
<laughs> you're just like, yeah, there's magic in this room. And I'm like, you know, baby. It's <laughs> There, 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 there is, there is a very latent, old magic still clinging to whatever this dragon is. It's not uh, something carrying an active ward about it that you were able to see, um, but there, there is a feeling of residue that you can feel even from the um, thirty feet away that you are from this head. Okay. Um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is there anything around this dragon, uh, on the floor, on it, that would be, like, discards of anything? Like, uh, I'm looking for a vessel. I want to throw water on this dragon and see if it moves. I can create water, but I need something to put it in. Um, no, there does not appear to be, um, a bucket. Uh, there's a couple, there's, you know, there's fragments of, of rock here and there, but, um, there is no bucket or pail or cup or something, um, within your travel ration bag, there may be a mug or goblet that... Well, I don't want to have to get that close. I want to conjure it on its head from a distance. (laughs) Ah. Okay. Um... So if you had found a mug on the floor or something, you'd still have to go up and approach it to throw it in? or just Well, have I guess I'm just wood. wondering if I can just dump it right on its head, or do I have to put it in the flask? Because it technically says target would be a cup or something like that, but must it be, or can you just throw it on the ground? Um, In this case, I'd, I'd let you just dump it on the ground. Okay. Can I th- just conjure water over its head and have a dump on top of its head? Sure. I just want to see if it moves. You sure? Okay. I would I would tell everyone else, this is a very magical dragon. Uh, it's very old and magical, that's all I know. And I want to see if it is alive. Do you guys are you guys ready if I if I throw a little water in its face to see if it moves? Okay. Okay, I will I will create water with my minor action card. Okay. Um Bosk, are you, while this is happening and you, you have been informed of the plan, are you making any particular defensive arrangements or anything that... Yes, Bosk will raise his shield in defense and also I can... Um... I thought I had a battle... Okay, um... I thought I had a battle, a defensive stance that I could do perform out of Defender's Aurora. You were okay. Just go ahead. I'm just, I'm just raising my shield up on the, on the ready. Okay. Okay. But a gallon of water is created and splashes down upon the head of the chronic figure. There is no immediate um, reaction from the. dragon, but there is a faint pulsing within that magical uh, residue, as if something has stirred. Hmm. And in fact, it feels that there is sort of a, a, a charging of the air. 
like you're in an electrical storm that is coming to some, you know, at, at some distance, but rapidly approaching. In this case, though, it feels like something that maybe your deity has found wise. Like you, you, you've made a good decision and your deity is somehow trying to signal this. Okay. Uh, I would inform the others of what I'm sensing and let them know that um, there's a reaction and I'm not sure if more water is required or if the interacting with the dragon is pleasing to the thunder god. Okay. Um, Daros? Yes? If you would make a uh, passive perception check, I would appreciate it. I'll do it. I ain't scared. I have rolled an at 10, and my passive perception is 11. Okay. So, 29? With the sound of the splashing of water somewhat echoing in the space, there is... A faint and noticeable pause in the uh, barking of the particular goblin or goblins that is shouting orders. The digging doesn't. The digging sound doesn't stop, but there seems to be a "huh, what was that?" sort of moment before the shouting resumes. Okay. All right. So I would inform them what had happened. The pause and. Okay. Knowing that, I would say that these creatures must be close to be able to react mm. so quickly to the sound. Xanatari, okay. um, are you going to try for another glob of water, or are you have another course? Well, do we want to lure um, these goblins into the room and dispatch them before we deal with the dragon figure? I guess is my question to the others, because we could probably have a nice ambush set up here if we wanted to, but if I continue to experiment with magic on the dragon, they are going to notice at some point. Would you guys like to attack them now, or what is what is a good idea, I would ask the group? Darius would tell you that he doesn't know exactly if they're bad or good. All he knows is there's mining going on, and we don't know if what we're dealing I mean, I guess from the room ahead, we know that there are bad goblins down here, but we don't know what we're dealing with beforehand. We check before we try to call them in here? You kind of don't want to take Bosk's opinion to, to heart because he's sort of kind of feeling the rage build a little bit, and it's kind of blinding his perception because mm -hmm. he's kind of feeling like anything that we've faced so far has tried to kill us, and already killed one of our colleagues, so if I fight something, I'm not really going to ask any more questions. Mm -hmm. So just go, you guys, What I'll stay here and fight, or I'll go in and fight, but I'm going to fight. I'm not going to negotiate. Okay. Xenatari right. suggests that Daros continue closer to the goblins and try to hear what they're saying, and possibly get a number of how many we're dealing with before we move Good idea. forward. Fair enough. I will move forward and check out the area. Okay. Can, we, can I get a quick layout of the room again? I'm having a hard time picturing the room, what, okay. what it looks like. You have come out into a cavern area. You haven't seen the entire size of the cavern. There's, uh -huh. tor there's torches and lanterns about, so you've got some space, but you can't see the ceiling easy, and without the light, you really wouldn't be able to 
tell that this is probably about a a, a two hundred foot long cavern. It's a long cavern. Is the dragon head just kind of sticking out at the end or on the side or it's it's you you've kind of walked in on the narrower part of the rectangle. It's like okay. the, from, from what from what your character would be able to tell the passage is like the passageway would have continued past here mm-hmm. but somebody went by noticed something and started digging the passage wider until it sort of became this cavern type thing and so at the far dark end is the silhouette of the dragon head well the the, the dragon head as you come out is about 30 feet from you but it the the ground dips so you can't see if there is more body to it, if it is just the skull, where that sort of stuff is until Daros gets, so, you know, gets out of there. So the voices are coming from behind the dragon head. There's no clear passages or walkways around it. We just kind of moving closer to it. You you, to... you you could walk straight and you could bypass the dragon head. Okay. Or you can walk to the dragon head and then move down. Right, it's is, like coming out from the mean. rock face to the side of us, I guess. So there's just kind of like a passage around the front of it, I'm guessing, to walk around the head to get to yeah. the other side in the cavern. Okay. Out, 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 out of out of character, this at least the dragon head that you can see was entombed. Someone came walking by and went, ooh, there's magic, and started mining this thing out. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. But the cavern continues past the head, and that's yes. what we're hearing the voices. Yes. Okay. Okay. okay, 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 I understand. So, but you can't you can't see that far far end yet. Okay. okay. Dar- Daros, as you um, creep over to the side, uh, the the right side of the dragon head, and sort of investigate the cavern further, you can see that the uh, head is not the only part of this uh, draconic creature. There's actually an entire body, a skeletal body that goes um, with it in various states of um, pretty much total decay. There doesn't okay. seem to be much in the way of flesh left on the rest of the body. So a skeleton of a huge dragon. Yes. Okay. The passageway dips at probably about a 15 degree angle downwards um and seems to follow along the the path seems to follow along the the body of the dragon there is to the further right a sort of mass of uh rocks where um boulders that have either come down or just been sort of tried to be shoved out of the way um as a goblins there is seven of them Okay. Attempt to clear around this. Judging from the tools that the goblins are using, they are not the first ones that did this. They just seem to be expanding on existing work. But you do notice some movement within the rock face. I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the boulders. There is, um, Someone stirring around in them, also watching the goblins and what they are doing. Okay, so he is not part of the goblins. He's just watching. 
Daniel, if you would like to describe what your character is doing in terms of ob- observing these guys or uh, something along those lines um, to differentiate yourself from a potentially hostile party if you uh, are indeed a not hostile party. Okay, so um, like the adventurers here, I'm back in the shadows somewhat, so I'm not very visible, and you can just see my outline. Um, and really, all I'm doing is, is just watching the progress of these uh, this this group of goblins as they they mine out this this massive dragon that you can see. So I'm really just observing at the moment. I'm not really doing anything. I'm not making any sort of actions, but I'm not. I'm I'm sort of away from them, so I'm not. Okay, all right. So I would get the assumption that he is just doing reconnaissance because he doesn't look to be like part of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Is my guess. Okay, all right. Well, then I would move back uh, towards Bosk and Genesee, knowing that he didn't see me because I'm stealth. Uh, I would move back to the area quietly and move back to my companions, let them know that we have seven goblins that are working on some mining, but the interesting thing is I noticed another figure there that was also watching these goblins mine. He didn't seem to be part of the group. I still don't know if he's friend or foe, uh, and what we should do about that. The rest of the party, while Daros is returning and speaking, um, there's... Again, a build-up smell of ozone, and at least to Xanatari, perhaps to the others, it sounds like if maybe perhaps you are close to the surface, or somehow you hear thunder. And it's at a distance, but yet it still seems centered where you're at, as if the thunder is almost attempting to be stealthy can i do a religion check and would that help me in any way to to kind of get a feel for what is wanted in this case yes you you are welcome to do that okay 26 total nice lightning does not always strike once it does not always strike twice it may sometimes even strike three times but Lightning is a bringer of change, and thunder is its herald. In the past, areas, strongholds that have been able to withstand sieges have been brought low by a bolt of lightning hitting some portion and starting a fire based on hitting uh, vegetation that has grown into the walls, and therefore there's a weakening of the structure. You're getting a sensation that you are about to be part of lightning striking, but this is almost like the you get the feeling that your deity is pleased that it has managed to pluck something that would otherwise have been chaotic and throw this change directly at your feet to the point that you, you, you feel that there are but seconds before something happens. Okay. Um, 
I guess I would ready myself because I like oncoming storms. They give me plus one to my thunder attacks and all sorts of other lovely things. Mm -hmm. I would um, tell Opie because he's also uh, a, I guess you'd say a follower of, I forget his thunder god's uh, name, but he probably is aware of it already. I would tell him, you know, be ready. I think uh, something's going down and tell Daros that he should come back and, and, you know, stay with us because something's happening. Okay. I'd like to move to step in front of Xanatari and, and at the ready. Your movement is, is, is quite opportune, um, Opie, because in the space that you were standing roughly about head height, there is a sudden quivering of the air. And suddenly there is the shape of um, an old, older gentleman appears in the air and promptly falls to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Nice move. Well, I would jump back. (laughs) Not only that he can't see me, I'm like, what the? (laughs) Still at the ready, blades ready to go. Bosk is going to draw his hammer back, and if thing moves, it could be. Okay. <laughs> Bosk, for... destroyer of old men. Yeah. For, just, for, for just a moment before we t- we take this any further, uh, Daniel has asked to make a roll from the rock pile. So Daniel, uh, go ahead. And what what action do you want to take? Okay, so noticing that the party's just made movement, um, I'm drawn to where they're hiding. So I'd like to make a stealth check and hide myself. Okay. That's cool. Go ahead Perhaps. and roll for your uh, th- your thievery. Nice. So, uh, come here. Yep. 15 plus 12, that's 27. Okay. You, you are able to hide yourself well. Okay. So now I'm hidden. Very good. Okay. Uh, Eric, this is your grand entrance, uh, as it were. So go, you 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 have the you have the floor. You have been teleported. All right, go. Uh, well, the the gentleman you see before you lie on the ground uh, is, uh, as Tinzian said, he's an old man. He looks to be about seventy years old, roughly. Uh, he's mostly bald. He has some bushy tufts of hair growing out of the side of his head. It's pure, purely white hair, and he has a full white beard. Um, he has a, a pair of bifocals on, and, uh, his clothes look, look very poor. He's wearing basically little more than, than rags. Um, but he also, he does have a, a set of, of what looks like very old, very worn leather armor. And, uh, his, uh, he's also wearing some leather sandals. And, uh, as soon as he appears and hits the floor, he, he jumps up and pulls out a crossbow and starts whirling around and, and pointing it at, at, at whoever is around him. And uh, he, he shouts, What? Who? Who are you? F- friend or foe? Is, is uh, Silora? Are you anywhere? Hello? <laughs> That's awesome. In fact, he would remind you quite a lot of Nimbus in your last encounter if you were uh, with him. Oh, Nimbus. Hmm. 
I think Zanatari would hold her hands up and say, no, relax, relax, who are you? You know, Bosk is still <laughs> aiming at you with his hammer, so I would try to calm you down before you get bonked. Knowing that I'm not seen, I'm just staying at the ready. I'm just like, who is this dude? Ready to protect my friends. B- Bosk is going to seem at first a little startled and knowing that the guy has a crossbow, but then he kind of relaxes a little bit and almost chuckles at the uh, at the old man's movements. <laughs> Sanitary wonders where he hid that crossbow in those rags. <laughs> he, was holding, he was holding it. <laughs> Forgot to mention that. Um, well, seeing that people, I mean, the raised hammer, I guess, is lowered maybe a little bit from, from Bosk, and Genesee approaches uh, more calmly. He lowers his weapon a bit. He's still on the ready very much. Uh, he turns to her, since she seems to be at least the most non-threatening at this point, and, and says, Where am I? Where have I appeared? <laughs> Zenitari would say, you know, silence, shh, this is a very dangerous situation you just got yourself in the middle of. Um, there's goblins right over there, you have to be quiet. Oh. We can answer questions after, but this is not the place. So if oh. you're a friend, you need to be quiet, otherwise you need to leave, because this is very dangerous for all of us. Uh, yes, oh, all right. Yes, shh, shh. At the at the first sound at the first sound of noise from the party, uh, Daniel's character would observe that uh, the goblins have started running in the direction of the noise. Great. Daros oh, Daros would be the only member of the current party um, behind the dragon's head that would be aware enough or have the um, ability to determine something was suddenly amiss and different. Well, knowing that... Genesee, you have telekinesis, right? Yes. Knowing that she has that and using that before, hopefully I could inform her that this is happening, that they've changed and they're moving towards the area. So they would know. Or at least she would know. I know I can't tell Bosk, but I don't want to give my position away so I can have a surprise attack on them to help out the team. Zenitari turns to the others and says, They're coming. Get ready. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers, and also the Geek Bits Podcast on regular guys talking about geeky stuff. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at geekbits.net. You can find our D4 map hook group and join for free, and we'll be posting pictures and stories there too. We also encourage the listeners to post their pictures and share their D&G journeys with us. Join us for a worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. Go for uh, it. Uh, I'm okay. eating. Yeah, finish eating. I am. Right. I'm just finishing this part now. Okay, well, fin- 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 finish eating, and I- I'll-, I'll try and go slowly with Daros here, and then... Don't worry, it'll take us 20 minutes I'm... to cross this five-foot of floor. This is cool. I'm good. <laughs>
But for, I'm slow. <laughs> We're really slow. We are. Yeah. Uh, ready. Dungeon Master's dead. We don't know where we are. <laughs> Hang on, he's yelling at me. Be right back. <laughs> He comes oh. back, we're all level 30, I have 40,000 gold. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Seriously, <laughs> this is the sword. Let's see. <laughs> Just go to the website and find the most powerful weapons we can carry. <laughs> like, I don't know, you were gone. We I, I'm, trust me, off. it was on the team builder, the Windseeker, it just dropped. I'm, I'm toting <laughs> the Windseeker now. Can you just imagine we get back and we're wearing magic armor, just with more magic armor tape on top of it? (laughs) Double suited. Just stacks upon stacks of armor wearing. I don't know. There was a lot of bad guys came by. Where'd you get that from? Uh, Vendor. We killed him and he just started spawning. There was a a loot. I rolled the check for loose stones and something fell and it was a chest. (laughs) Full of stuff. We were here. We all saw it. It was totally true. 